Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast, presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Liu of Yahoo Sports Canada, and on this week's episode, I have freelance writer at large, Alex Wong. Hello and welcome. When did you start doing the hello and welcome, by the way? Because it's become like a thing now. Uh, Has it always been like hello and welcome? Like even back in the day? It might have been, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's like your thing. There's only two podcast intros for basketball, and it's like hello and welcome, and... Welcome to <laughs> the thing. I the like, low post. The thing I like the hello and welcome is uh, you always keep a consistent tone, even yeah. if the raps like win by twenty or lose <laughs> by thirty. So it's a very like gentle start, like hello and welcome, and then you say Terry Stotts has a long neck, <laughs> like two minutes later. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I'm that man reaching the the, the leaves <laughs> on the top of the tree for sure. Uh, anyway, so Alex. Uh, we, we're, we're here to talk about the Raptors and honestly, mostly positive. I'm not going to lie. Uh, they're not losing much of these days. Yeah. Feeling good. S- sometimes even when they win, we have to find ways to complain about cause that's how well they're playing and that's how much they're winning. Um, and we can, we can maybe touch on that a little bit, but we'll start here. Okay. Messiah Jerry, the Godfather boss man who, for some reason you couldn't get that clue and, and run it back two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought we were only doing players. You were struggling. You yeah. said, you said surge disappointing uh but Yo, this guy asked me to come on to do volunteer work and roast me <laughs> this is bad i appreciate you coming on as always uh masai said quote we are going to die trying that's for sure this is in reference to are you gonna repeat as champions i know these guys and they're going to die trying you see them you see the attitude not one person in this place would tell me that they thought we would be competing to be in the second in the east not one person thought that with a championship player like Kawhi Leonard leaving. These guys have stepped up, and we appreciate what they have done. So, first off, in terms of all-time Maasai quotes, does this even crack the top five? Um, Let me think about this. It's pretty baller, but... It's pretty baller, but, you know... Get chips or die trying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Maasai's had, had better bars than this, you know? Okay. Um, But... You know, are, are we surprised that Masai is saying this? I mean, he gave uh, the Dwayne Casey, DeMar DeRozan era like three extra years than maybe other people would have. Wow. So coming off a championship and seeing how the team obviously is maybe quote-unquote overperforming, you can see why he would fall in love with this team yeah. and maybe not go against maybe whatever conventional wisdom is of trading some of these guys that are hitting free agency and trading some of the vets to get future assets, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily a surprise, but I think it's cool for him to come out and say this. Yeah. And then trade Kyle two weeks later. <laughs> Imagine if he did that. Oh, man. Um, no, uh, but, um, you know, I think we know, like, Masai is a super competitive dude. And I think this is good to hear because it sounds like that if the Raptors are going to do anything, they're going to be adding to their roster, right? Yeah. 
and and there were conflicting reports. Although the more I think about it, the, there were two reports. So one, Woj came out and said during like a Sports Center hit that the Raptors are trying to add more pieces, uh, which I'm again not surprising. They're they're third in the East and closing down on second. And then the other report that came out from Dan Wykey of the Los Angeles Times, which by the way, shout out Dan Wykey for keeping me. Uh, professional during the NBA Finals. Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Will and I sat next to Dan Wykey during the Finals. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to give Will a little pep talk before Game 1 to, uh, you know, stop giving standing ovations after every Marcus Soul basket, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's not... <laughs> this the, did not happen, it's, it's, it's not the same one as compared to when we're sitting in the media gondola and it's like a party up there. <laughs> I love how you call it the gondola. <laughs> it is. This is like you pronouncing Sugo. <laughs> Will calls it Shugo. It's yeah, yeah, it's cooler to call it Shugo. Anyway, um, yeah, but there was also that comment from Dan Wykey from the Los Angeles Times where he wrote a whole piece about this, which was a little strange. Mm-hmm. thought it would be a one-off. But he wrote a whole piece about how um, you can't quite tell going into a deadline which team's going to be a seller, which team's going to be a buyer. And his example was Toronto Raptors when he said multiple executives still believe that you can get Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marcus And I thought these two things were conflicting because obviously why would you want to add um, if you know you then 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 you know maybe move on to your veterans, but that I guess that could be the case where you could use one of those veterans to get moved in a package or something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So or, it could still be adding, even though you lose one of the vets. Yeah. Or the way I was reading it too is that Dan Wykey, you know, probably pulled or talked to a few execs around the league, and it's perfectly fine for other teams, you know, maybe like a Miami or something like that, to yeah. believe that, you know, the Raptors' vets could be had for the right price, right? That yeah. does not necessarily mean that the Raptors are parting with them. That's true. Yeah, they can believe what they want. Yeah. Um, in terms of this Maasai quote, uh, I mean, first off, what this whole era reminds me of in a weird way is it reminds me of 2013-2014 when Maasai, at the start of the season – there's, it was a, an open gym. They had a, a clip of Masai going into the locker room and telling all the guys, like, hey, we're going to win. All right, I know we're, we're we're trash. This is my first year on the job officially as the GM. Um, but we are going to win. And he told that to, like, Aaron Gray and DJ Augustine and Julian Stone and whatever. And, of course, they didn't win. But Julian Stone, the original uncut gem. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Let's go. Oh, shit. Let's go. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, anyway, so that season, they don't win. They get off to a 6-12 and 12 start, and then they're like, all right, we got to we gotta start rebuilding. We got to start moving some pieces. They move Rudy Gay, and then all of a sudden, that team just, like, takes off, and it sort of launched, like, accidentally this whole era of Raptors basketball. The most fun, probably the, that second half of the season, probably the most fun Raptors season outside of the championship. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. And they were playing at uh, – they finished that season with 48 wins. Um, and this season kind of reminds me of that in a way. Not that they were going to be bad, but they do lose some pieces. And as Masai mentions, you know, you have Kawhi leaving, and they're still approaching second in the East. Um, and it's one of those things where I think one of the takeaways from that year is, like, if something's good is happening, keep it going. Don't try to move Kyle Lowry for Tim Hardaway Jr. in a first-round pick. That's – I mean, what would you rather have in the, in the last seven years, right? Um, you know, try to keep it going. Try to um, just give this team a chance. And I think the more and more that the, the Raptors have given this team a chance, I think it's, you know, this this year, this team, they're so competitive. They know how to win. They play defense. They're tough. Guys step up. Yeah, why not try to go with one more run with this group? Yeah, and I think every time we talk about 
trades and stuff, you know, the conversation always goes towards, you know, you want to pick up pieces for the future, etc. But I think the thing maybe we don't value enough too is that, you know, get these guys into the playoffs. If they go two rounds, three rounds, yeah. it's great experience for them, right? Like I yeah. know the, the core won the championship last year, but, you know, if you're talking about Norm in an elevated role, uh, OG was not part of the playoff run yeah. last year, right? Yeah. And even guys, if you trickle down to even Terrence Davis, or, you know, if you think Chris Boucher might might be part of the rotation, things like that. Like, the playoff experience helps, too, and, like, keeping a winning product. And, you know, we always go back to, you know, I don't know why KD and Kyrie landed in Brooklyn. I mean, the official word is because they love the organization, and the okay, organization sure. had a history of winning. But, okay. But, yeah, but like, but, like, that matters, too, right? Yeah, like You want to keep the winning going. Mm-hmm. And like you said, though, I, I think at the end of the day, like, what trade is out there? for like a Kyle or even for a Serge or Mark, that's really going to blow Masai away, right? For him to be like, okay, maybe we should make this move even if it it puts us like, sets us back for the playoffs. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think as soon as they got out to that really good start where they were 15 and four, like at that point, tanking is already out the window. There are going to be NBA teams this season are going to finish with about 15 wins. (laughs) The Raptors had that (laughs) in November. So, like they're not gonna actually. That's not. That's not even a viable route at this point. And yeah, I mean, if we're talking about young prospects and stuff like that, don't. I just don't think it's happening. Um, if you were to upgrade one position on the roster, um, I guess it would be like a perimeter player, like a wing player off the bench. Okay, like it'd be nice because I think right now, I mean, the way they have it, they've got Norm and Serge off the bench, right? Yeah, maybe like an extra playmaker, an extra shooter. Um, so not McCaw? Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know who that is though. I feel like this is one of those years where there isn't like those obvious like two three names. Yeah, where you know you think is going to be out there. I feel like every year people talk about like the specific like bio candidates even right. Yeah, like who are the bio candidates this year? Like yeah, you I mean, don't really have a specific name off the top of your head, right? Yeah, that is kind of tough. Um, yeah, when you really think about it. I mean, I'm hoping the bio market is a little bit hotter than it currently is. Um, right now, no one is. There's not even a single mention of who might be potentially on the bio market. I mean, it, the thing is also if you look at the standings, like a lot of teams in the West still think they could sneak into the playoffs. Like San Antonio, a half game out of the eighth seed. Portland, two games out of the eighth seed. Phoenix, two games out. New Orleans, three uh, three and a half games out, but they're getting Zion back and they feel really confident. And even if you go down the line, like Tim Rolls probably not going to make an actual move, but I mean Towns has been out like five games. It's not completely inconceivable, I guess. And Sacramento, it's really just the Warriors in, in the in the West that have completely given up. Um, so that's going to be a little tough. Also, I'm a little surprised the Warriors have ten wins already. That's kind of amazing to be honest. Um, and then in the East, I mean Atlanta, they kind of made like a win now trade almost to get Jeff Teague. Right. Um, you know, yeah, but Teague's, I think Teague's contract is up at the end of the year, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's yeah, there's not players there that I mean, there's not might ex- hit the buyout market, right? Exactly. Uh, there's Jeremy, not Lin's, even... Jeremy Lin's not there anymore this oh, year. Yeah. yeah, Yo, NBA champion Jeremy Lin. Do you think they gave him a note? Do you think Masai wrote him a note? Like he just sent him you. like the DHL Express <laughs> the tracking number. Do you think Jeremy had to pay customs the <laughs> <laughs> charge fee on that? Oh man. Uh, yeah, they they definitely didn't pay for express delivery either. They, they no, opted no. for standard uh, shipping. Yo, it took a while. I think they actually sent a person there. They waited till someone was going on a scouting trip. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> they Ooh. sent, like, Sergio Scariolo's, like, nephew. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um. Imagine if they sent Jim Sand. <laughs> They're like, yo, yo no Sandman. No, no one noticed he was missing. We got a task for you. Uh, the Cavaliers, 
again, that's a team where it's just not a lot of guys on that roster that you might want to get. And they've already started sh- selling out pieces. Like they, they got rid of Clarkson. Although, I mean, they got Exum back, which is not a bad deal, I guess. I've heard Tristan. Obviously, Tristan's name has come up. Yeah. But um, I think if they're going to do it, they're going to get some value for him, right? Like, he wouldn't yeah. hit the buyout. I also don't think Tristan is necessarily something that fits the Raptors. No, I don't think so at all. The Raptors do yeah. have a, a lot of depth at, at center anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. I think maybe it's the like boring Knicks, answer maybe Wizards, the boring like, answer is just, you know, the Raptors is just going to stand pat. That's the thing. I ultimately do think they might stand pat. And if they do make that trade, I do think it's going to be for an impact starting level small forward. And that's nothing against OJ and Obi whatsoever. But mm-hmm. he, if you look at the starting five, he is, to me, the weakest member of that. Even though he's very good. Would you would you be open to someone like uh, Danilo Gallinari? See, that's the thing. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move OG for a rental. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. That's the. Thing, I wouldn't though, move OG yeah. if it if you brought back a star wing in return, and that's that's where it gets difficult because like, I mean, like let's say it's like CJ McCollum, you including a, a package of OG and Serge for CJ. You doing that? No, I'm not. Yeah. And that's I want OG that's probably the uh, yeah. best possible wing, and I'm not even saying CJ's on the market. I'm just saying you know, yeah, that I, level of player. I just I, I'm I just don't think there's going to be a move. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, right? It's a little tough. It's a little tough. But, but I I don't necessarily feel like that's bad though. Like you know, just go with this team. I mean, yeah. this team has already surprised people so far this season. I mean, I don't even think. I mean, if the Raptors were 500 right now instead of 29 and 14, yeah. like would you have been surprised? Like given all the injuries and everything, right? Well, given all the injuries, I would not have been asked. Yeah, so they're already there. performing like way above yeah. expectations. And like, you know, like knock on wood that they can stay healthy in the second half. Yeah. This is a team that's going to cruise to 50 plus wins. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, and possibly be in the exact same position at going to the playoffs as last season. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Orlando's in the seventh seed. And uh, Philadelphia's in the five seed. So the Raptors get up to two. It's Orlando first round, Philadelphia second round, and Milwaukee third round. Yeah. I think that the two seed is honestly, you know, getting the two seed versus like being in the three, four, five, six might be the difference between going to the conference finals and possibly getting bounced in the first round. Yeah. And if you look at just things like, um, I don't know, how much stock do you put into the ability to weigh away from home? You know, I think, I mean, the Raptors, I think, are one of, like, how many teams in the East that has a winning record on the road? Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee's been dominant everywhere. Sure. 18-4 and four away. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if that happens in the playoffs. Um, but for the Raptors, they're 14-7 and seven away from home, which yeah. is way better than any other, you know, playoff team that's not the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's that championship medal, bro. Miami's 11-12. and 12. Uh, Boston is 11-9. and nine. Philly is 9-14. and 14. They really can't win away from home. Uh, Indiana's 511-11, Orlando 8-15, and we don't have to talk about the rest of them. Um, yeah. Yo, remember when people thought Orlando would be better than the Raptors? Yeah, was that Dennis Scott? <laughs> yeah. Even last year's in the playoffs, remember? Yeah. First round, People Jones. just don't watch the Raptors. Are we going to talk about Ryan Hollins? Do you want, yeah, let, let's 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 give Ryan Who Hollins. Tried uh, to dunk on like Chris Walder, t- <laughs> Chris Walder and Faisal, our our boy Faisal. What? At Sportsnet? Yeah. What they happened? got into a they got into a little back and forth too. Really? Um, first of all, I don't even know where Ryan Hollins does his analysis. Uh, he, I mean, if you go on YouTube, there are wonderful, yeah. wonderful compilations of mm-hmm. Ryan Hollins giving bad takes. Yeah, the one where Ryan Hollins versus Paul Pierce is an all-time classic, man. <laughs> I think I remember that one. That but one I'm just is saying, so man, good. Like, worse than making wrong predictions about the Raptors is like talking about a team that you just don't. They, watch. He insisted that the Raptors were 
too young. He literally could have just pulled up the roster on ESPN and looked at some of the ages. Yeah. He didn't even need to watch a game. He's like, yo, Chris Boucher never did this before. I'm like, yo, first off, Boucher is like already 27 somehow. <laughs> and second of all, like, bro, what? What are we talking about? We're not even going to play Chris Boucher I like saw that. Stanley Johnson was 23 and drew conclusions. <laughs> He's like, there's no way, man. The highest lottery pick Stanley Johnson is. <laughs> that actually, this is the highest lottery pick, by the way. That's, uh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, by the way, um, th- my only comment with the Ryan Hollins things is uh, his nickname on basketball reference. Booty call. The booty call. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because you're only get- signing him to 10-day contracts. <laughs> Strictly speaking, a booty call player. Wow. <laughs> Yo, he's played for the Clippers, the Hornets, the uh, Cavaliers, the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies, Dallas, Boston, and Washington. But the craziest thing is he's never played more than 121 games with any of those teams. Ryan Holland's definitely wearing a Ryan Holland's jersey to Coachella 2030 is all I'm saying. Damn. And no one's, and still nobody recognizing him. Um, all right. Slander, slander segment <laughs> over. <laughs> that was just easy. It's not even fair to slander Ryan No, Hollins, I didn't man. even feel anything doing that. No. It was, that was like us at the layup line, you know? Oh, wow. At the Raptors Republic three-on-three tournament. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's where the real slander's going to come in. Um, actually, I, I did promise we are going to talk about that at the top. We'll, we'll talk about that at the top of the second half because it, it – we got to get to the actual Raptors. Oh yeah, we got to oh, yeah, get back to servicing your audience. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of the trades, I, I just, you know, as you mentioned, I just don't think it's going to be um, as realistic to see them pull like a, a massive trade. And really, the biggest determinant for what success the Raptors have in the playoffs is really about how much more development is in Pascal's game. Can he advance his progression as a player, as a scorer, as a creator? Over the next, I don't know, four months, to the, get to the point where he can be against playoff defenses, a guy who scores consistently and generates Raptors offense in crunch time and things like that. That's a big question right now. That's a bigger if question. If the playoffs than started else. right now, that would be I wouldn't know because you you're know? not going to get a better player than Pascal at the trade deadline. Yep. Do you feel like? Because okay, take away last year, obviously championship, all of that. The years before when they were in the playoffs, yeah. obviously we saw a history of their performance, overall performance just kind of cratering yeah. in the postseason, right? Yeah. Is that something of a concern for you for this team going into the playoffs? I mean, as of right now. Honestly, not as much, just because I do put a lot of that on DeMar. And I'm not saying that DeMar was the only person that wilted, but when your number one guy falls off like that, um, it makes the rest of your team have to panic and scramble. Um uh, you know, there's other guys that definitely did not perform at the standard. Like, we can look at the shooting percentages of Kyle Lowry over that stretch. I mean, Kyle was a positive impact player, but uh, his scoring um, and percentages did, did drop. It's just it's just a fact. But also, that, I think that's a symptom of when your number one scorer isn't scoring very well, then you need everyone else around them to compensate, and it's a little harder. I think for the Raptors this year, A, I don't think they're going to wilt in the playoffs because there's not just going to be as much pressure on the team. Like, they're literally defending champions. They've proven that they they can do what they do. All the Raptors that are in the rotation have made huge, huge plays throughout last year's playoffs. So there's nothing really to prove. There's no sense of tightness or anything like that. And then the other thing is just, like, the team plays a lot better defense this year than previous years. The Raptors actually play playoff defense. Like, so someone – I forget who pointed this out. I did read somewhere, but – and I wish I knew who it was so I can credit. But um, the point was that the Raptors do end up fouling other teams a lot because – they actually are physical, they're aggressive, they get after teams. And that's part of the reason why the Raptors get called for a lot more fouls than other teams. But the reason the Raptors do that is because when the playoffs come and the calls are uh, definitely relaxed, then all of a sudden the Raptors are equipped to play 
like playoff level defense, whereas other teams need to ramp up. And I did feel like in previous seasons, because in the starting five you have Demar and, and JV as two defensive weak points, and honestly, like broken down Demar Carroll or starting Norman Powell, like that's that's not a strong point at a small forward either defensively. Um, that was part of their undoing. They couldn't really defend, and I feel like this team is very very well equipped to defend in the playoffs. Yeah, I think having Mark, you know, it's going to help a lot too in terms yeah. of just offensively. You know, when the game becomes more half court. And, you know, yeah. I mean, all these guys, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I was rewatching some of game six of the finals. And, oh, like, you, you saw the link Ka- I showed? <laughs> Ka- Kawhi, you know, Kawhi wasn't really the guy that was stepping up in the fourth quarter. And, no. you, know, you know, Danny uh, disappeared for a oh, lot my. of the playoffs. Shout out to Danny, though. Uh, that, that turnover, though. Yeah. It stressed but, me out when I just. But what uh, I'm saying is, like, the core group that remains uh, did this, right? Yeah. At, at the very highest level. Yeah. And I feel like that has to count for something as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my other point, again, this is a very positive podcast. We'll get to some small <laughs> small things. but Yeah, um, you're, you're way too chill, man. Uh, we'll see what happens in the Philly game, you know? Even Ryan Holland's brought nothing out of you. It's <laughs> just too easy to slander, <laughs> man. I'm like, what are we going to get mad at Ryan Holland's for? <laughs> Ryan Holland's looks like a... a ch- <laughs> Here we go. No, let's not. Don't do this. Service your audience. It looks like if a actually eight, your audience only wants slander. He man. looks like a, if an eight year old drew a smiley face. <laughs> people gonna, people really si- set up GoFundmes for slander pods, man. Uh, when whenever the Raptors beat a good team, yeah, that, that's why I'm hoping uh, Assad doesn't incorporate and this do his own thing. Anyway, my other point was I think coming into this year, I, I, I definitely stressed on this podcast many times that this is a development year as much as anything else, right? I mean, they are it's the best of both worlds. They're going to compete and they're going to be developing. But if you look at the development piece, which is the core one, all the guys coming into this year, um, you know, have sort of met or exceeded expectations. And if you just look at the Raptors roster, um, the young guys obviously being Pascal, Fred, Norm Powell, OG, maybe even Chris Boucher, if you want to include Terrence Davis, Terrence, right? Um, All those guys have exceeded expectations. Let's be real. I mean, first off, Pascal taking that next step to the next level. Obviously, the injury sort of th- slowed him down a little bit, but he's still averaging 24 points per game, about 7.5 rebounds, but 3.5 assists. Uh, he's shooting 38% from three on six threes a game. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a real his development. above the break three percentages are really good, too. Yeah. A huge, uh, a huge jump from last year. Fred is averaging 18 points a game and seven assists per game, two steals. He's among the league leaders in steals. He's among the league leaders in deflections per game. Uh, we can definitively say that he's proven that he's a starting caliber level player. For a winning team. For a winning team. Uh, OG Anobi, again, has been a starting level player the whole season. He had that one game where he didn't start randomly against the Cavaliers. Uh, but he's averaging 11 points, six rebounds. Uh, you know, he's over a steal per game, shooting 50% from the field, 37% from three. He has become a very, very good 3 and D player. Yeah, you, I think you called him like an elite role player. Yeah, he's and, become and an elite role player. Yeah, and you need those. Yeah. Um, so that's, again, that's really good. I don't know what people excited from OG, but that's pretty good. Norman Powell has definitely exceeded expectations. Oh, man. Averaging, scorched scorched earth. Yeah, that's not what that means, man. <laughs> scorched earth is when, when when you ruin all the ground but before that you take over because you that's, don't want them to like, grow that's crops That's not anymore. the right right thing to say when someone's just been on fire. Yeah, that's that's not all it. Right. But okay. Norman Powell, 15.8 points per game on the season. He's shooting 51% from the field and 42% from three. He's been on one, yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you still have your notes from running back so you can, you can read out? 
He's had 20 points in the last five games. Eight of the last nine. Yeah, and this is the third season in his five years in the NBA that he's shooting over 40% from three. Yeah, maybe he's just a good shooter. I don't know. It just looks weird, personally, but... It works for him. It works. Um, Y'all wanted Jamal Crawford. Here's a 26-year-old Jamal Crawford. There you go. (laughs) Only points. No rebounds, no assists. (laughs) No, Norris has been filling it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. A little bit. He's been getting up to four rebounds. Big big improvement. Um, And then even Boucher, who has really stepped up, and uh, contributed as well above expectations. Terrence has been above expectations. Like, if you just look at it on the whole, a lot of these guys have taken steps forward. Yeah. And again, this is just a very positive development. Your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts. My only thought on this is that it's unfortunate that it's not unfortunate that the Raptors got healthy, but the Raptors got healthy right as Demar Derozan dunked on Chris Boucher. Oh my God! And you know. Uh, we haven't seen him since. Yeah, Boucher had to turn off his IG notifications for the first time ever because he was probably getting tagged in like 8,000 of the dunk highlights. Jeez. So I'm hoping Boucher gets his own highlight soon so he can go back to resharing Loki, his stories. Loki, Boucher after that play did throw down a he dunk. Did. On he the did. But, but no one's going to remember that. Nobody though. remembers that. Though. Yeah. O- only, remember, only people are going to remember is um, him trying to reach for the referee's hand for help getting up. <laughs> That's an all-timer right there, man. <laughs> well, not to uh, not to date myself, which I always do. All right. Nobody remembers the Tim Duncan miracle shot before Derek Fisher hit his .4 second shot. Do you remember the Tim Duncan shot? Uh, he like was off balance yeah, yeah, yeah. against Shaq, and he like banked it in. It was like it would have been the miracle game winner. Yeah, but no one okay, remembers it. Was it even possible for Steve uh, for for not? Well, I was gonna say Steve Fisher, <laughs> uh, Derek Fisher to get that shot off in zero point four seconds. It doesn't. Feel oh, of possible. course not. Yeah, I feel like that clock started but, late, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's in the history books. I guess so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, all the players are broken out. That's good. Uh. What What other topics do I have here? Are you worried about Pascal? Since coming back, he's been. Uh, not quite the same. He's he's had moments, but he's on a minutes restriction. Yeah, I think he's on a minutes restriction, and he talked about after his first game that, you know, he's still kind of maybe 70 80% kind of getting there. And, you know, I'm not worried. If anything, I'm, you know, it's good that he's not trying to force it, mm. that he's playing within the offense and things like that. And, you know, he knows that he has a deep team and he doesn't need to be the guy who's yeah. taking like 20, 25 shots a night. Yeah. I'm sure there are some games, you know, um, maybe even against Atlanta where you look at – the opposing team's lineup, and you're like nobody can guard, can him. guard him. Why isn't? Why aren't the Raptors just feeding him the ball, right? Yeah. But no, I'm not worried. I think he's still working his way back. Everybody's on these minutes restrictions, and he'll be fine. I, I would like to see you know his next stretch, whenever the Raptors play uh, a stretch against winning teams again, mm-hmm. how he performs. Because you know the last stretch when the Raptors went up against winning teams was kind of tough. Yeah. In December. That is true. Um, Pascal since coming back, he's averaging 28 minutes per game, which, uh, his minutes restriction is, I think 30. So that makes sense. Um, but he's averaging 16 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, 47% shooting from the field. Really the only thing that's down is the three point percentage, um, and the rebounding. Um, the three point percentage is down to 23%, which is again, um, kind of normal, I guess. It's just, there's going to be fluctuation in, in the course of five games and also the rebounding is really the only thing that's like you know he was grabbing a lot more rebounds before but it's not like the Raptors have been suffering from lack of rebounding recently um so I think it, all of it really just says that he's sort of taking it easy on his way back because um groin injuries are real tough man remember when LeBron came back from a groin injury last year and he just was not the same for a while he also just wasn't happy well that too he was yeah <laughs> remember when he showed up with a glass of wine to a game 
Did he actually? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why is LeBron? The rules don't exist for LeBron. Can can we just talk? Let's have a sidebar on LeBron. Why is he so weird? Yeah. I think, you know, I'm a big fan of LeBron, to be honest. Okay. Um, I consider myself myself a LeBron stan. Yeah, okay. But I think LeBron's really corny. I mean, I'm kind of corny, too, so I relate. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't know this was like a self-introspection segment. No, but LeBron's corny because he's 35, and I understand. But he's also a great basketball player. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you're a great writer. (laughs) And then... Do I write anymore? Oh. Yeah, what a social media star. Um, do you have thoughts on this, LeBron? Do you think he's really corny? I just, I, I just feel like it's almost like no one's. He's so good as a basketball player that no one's really gonna uh, like call out you that he's so corny. Out. But yeah. it's like he after Anthony Davis beat the Pelicans for the second time this year, a, a narrow win, by the way. LeBron goes on IG and says, "Did we still give up too much?" Yeah, yeah. for okay, Anthony okay. Davis, and I'm LeBron like, "Those loves, were your teammates, and you are not the general manager." See, see here's my defense too, man. So what, LeBron's what happened been, to raising the young kids. What happened to being a good vet? What happened to Kyle Lowry raising Fred and Fred raising Terrence Davis? <laughs> we're just gonna have LeBron trading all the guys. What the hell is that? Remember LeBron at the start of the season, like hashtagging like Wash King. Um, <laughs> so he he he's he invents these narratives, right? Yeah. Like, oh, people say I'm washed. Or people say we gave up too much for Anthony Davis. And again, I relate. When you get to your mid-30s and you feel like, you know, maybe you're coming to the end of your prime, you have to invent things to continue to motivate yourself. Okay. Yeah. What are you you motivating yourself Uh, with? I I don't share my secret motivations. Yeah. So it was a former employer for for a year last year, but (laughs) but, um, I've moved on. Um, So, yeah. Anything else about LeBron? I can explain LeBron to you. Uh, no, I was just this. No, this is good. This is good. This is. I, I'm looking forward to what the next. Uh, also, my eight favorite years thing my about my favorite thing about LeBron is he can either be because I mean Danny Green today on Zach Lowe's podcast says said that this year has been the most fun team environment mm. that he's ever been a part of, and I feel like we've seen that with the Lakers, right? Like they're having yeah. a lot of fun, like on the yeah, bench. Yeah. Guys like Dwight Howard has been rejuvenated. Alex Caruso is like a Hollywood mm. star. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, Dwight's definitely rejuvenated. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but. Dwight looks like when you, like, (laughs) reincarnate a corpse, man. For as moody as LeBron is, he's either part of the most miserable teams or the most fun teams because the entire team just follows his lead. That's true. Which That's the part I find so fascinating about LeBron. Yeah. Remember when he hit the game winner on the Cavs against the Wolves? And Isaiah Thomas was getting traded the next day. Isaiah oh, Thomas like yeah. ran up to him for the game winner. He like just ignored him. No, LeBron was and like, went to like Chetty Osmond. <laughs> Specifically, was like, no, no, no rookie Chetty Osmond, yeah. you're my guy. And then he was like doing those like three pointer like celebrations with like Jordan Clarkson yeah, the yeah, day yeah. they got traded. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, "We had an F in squad." And then he was like, "You guys are all wearing suits in the playoffs." <laughs> they were like, "What? You have no say in this." Jordan Clarkson like cut his suits. Bro, Kendrick Perkins was out here seven feet tall, three hundred pounds, wearing wearing. <laughs> suit from tom ford that showed like his achilles i was like this doesn't make sense man yo that was that was a that was a wild season that was that was a wild season Anyways, and that's, including that's, when they swept the raptors but yeah uh, wow yeah. yeah that's my lebron so you're not worried about pascal and that's that, that's that's very good advice for my in my impending 30s yeah um what team in the east scares you the most if you have I to mean, pick one can i just say milwaukee that yeah, okay. I mean, I mean it's probably the most reasonable I, choice. I think I know I know we keep saying that they have to show it in the playoffs. Yeah. And when we saw the way that they've they crumbled or whatever word you want to use to not make Bucks fans upset. Uh what's the correct term? Swept. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I mean 
I think you have to put some stock into their performance. Yeah, I mean, they're like you like, can't just ignore the fact that they're they've been they're so thirty nine right? and six, man. Yeah, <laughs> people don't even talk about them. That's the thing. We yeah. were talking about this yesterday. Run and back. they went up against um, a really good Raptors team and team a really destiny. good Raptors defense. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I was on the Buck side, I would be like, hey, if Chris Middleton hit that three at the end of Game Three in regulation, he had yeah. a chance to put them ahead in the final seconds. It's yeah. the game's done. The series is over. Right. Um, I mean, on the flip side, everybody yeah. keeps saying that you know Fred Van Fleet and Norm caught fire for four games. Which is not true. It's not really. It's, it's, it's not that's true. That's not what happened. They caught, they caught, they caught fire. They, Fred in some definitely of the caught games. fire. Listen, man, he caught they, fire. They probably don't win Game Five without Fred. But then again, the way Kawhi was in the fourth quarter, it just felt like one of those games where he wasn't going to let them lose. Yeah. Listen, this has been brought up a couple of times. So um, you're going to address it. You have a statement ready. Yeah. So Chris Middleton on the Bucks last year, he would say he was their second best player, third best player. What are we talking about? Yeah. You should have done a player A, player B, because you're going to read out his stats. <laughs> Chris Middleton, in those six games, uh, all-star Chris Middleton, making the max this year, 13.7 points per game, 41% shooting, 37% from three. And this is in 37 minutes per game. He's averaging 13.7 points. Norman Powell, in six games against Play, Milwaukee. Player B. Norman Powell, which last year was the seventh man, maybe yeah, eighth. Seventh, eighth, yeah. Eighth, 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 eighth yeah. man. 12 points per game. 45, 46% from three, or sorry, 46% from the field, 42% from three in 23 minutes per game. There you go. So, so Norm, when you say Norm beat the Bucks, uh, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that the eighth <laughs> man for the Raptors yeah. played about as well in less minutes in terms of production than the second best player in the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Giannis is really good, and he they might be able to help overcome a lot of those things. Yeah. And to be honest, they really just need maybe another guy to be really consistent, yeah. whether it's Middleton or, I don't know, <laughs> George Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. George Hill's having a mad efficient year. We'll, we'll, so. Yeah, but unfortunately, they still got But if you were to ask me to pick, it would be Milwaukee. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's why I don't want the Raptors to be in the 4-5 mm-hmm. and have to see Milwaukee in the second round. Yeah. I think any other team, if you match up the Raptors with a Miami, a Boston, Indiana, mm. Philly, who am I missing? Nobody? That's it, right? Like, you know, I'll take my chances. Right. I like the Raptors' chances against everyone else. The Celtics do scare me only in a sense that I feel like their starting five, if you take out Gordon Hayward, is very good. But they insist on playing Gordon Hayward, and I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Um, and we've got a great coach, man. I keep but they saying. have a bad bench too. We have a great coach. We have a great coach and the, a champ and championship core. It's gonna be hard to beat the Raptors in the playoffs. It's, it's gonna be hard to beat the Raptors. The Sixers uh, marginally scary, just because the, the Sixers scare great. me because of the, just their talent level, right? Yeah, defensively, they're they're they yeah. they have the ability to just absolutely shut down teams, and yeah. it could be like a seventy to seventy five game. And you gotta figure. I mean, I don't know. Like eventually, Joel Embiid will figure it out against Mark. You think, or do you mm. think? Do you think that's really like a bad bad matchup for him, and that's not changing? Uh, I think it's a bad matchup for him. I just you I know, think he needs to develop more skills to be a more reliable perimeter player. Like, look at how much Pascal is, or improved. just not have diarrhea for half the series. And listen, if if Joel Embiid <laughs> just took Imodium at any point over a two week stretch, <laughs> there wouldn't be so many memes of him crying in the Raptors tunnel. That's oh, all I'm man. Um, and then the, my last question before we get to. Uh, uh, our break and also answering Twitter questions is which East team has the chance to make a win now move that swings the conference? 
Um, I'm guessing Miami has the pieces. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to get, but I know they have a lot of contracts that they can trade. What if it's like a Chris Paul? Oh, man, that would be a nice move for them. I've always wanted the Bucks to go get Chris Paul. I'm not sure. I don't think the Bucks have the pieces. No, they could. Do they? It depends on if OKC wants to get rid of Chris Paul's contract that badly. Yeah. Oh, man, I think if if the Heat added Chris Paul, I mean, Chris Paul's Mm. been a, what, top three-point guard this season? Yeah. Top five? Not better than Kyle or Fred, but no, I'm kidding. Wow, and Fred. <laughs> no, I mean, you add Chris Paul. I know people always like, oh, playoff choker and stuff. I mean, he he was pretty big for the Rockets two I mean, years ago. I was going to say, yeah. And he's playing pretty healthy, and playing he hit, pretty well right now. Hit a game seven game winner over the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Guess, so, over Tim Duncan. And once again, you and know. And he was hurt while he did that. Yeah, being a mid-30s guy, I'm a big Chris Paul fan. <laughs> I'm basically a huge fan of the entire banana boat. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mellow. What, what, what are your thoughts on Mellow this year? Um, you're, you're wearing a hoodie for this podcast. <laughs> I should I should reveal that. No, I'm glad. Um, you know, I'm glad Mellow's back. I don't know why he was out of the league for eight months. <laughs> that was a little weird because yeah. he's actually still productive. He's, he's isn't he a starter in the NBA right now? Yeah, he's, he's a literally star, he's a, a starter, starter for our bad team. But yeah, but he's producing. Yeah, yeah. People were getting on him so much when he came back that first game. I think it was like minus seventeen against the Pelicans. It's like. Let the man shake yeah. off some rust. They're man. like, look at his plus minus. This yeah. is why he can't win. Yeah. Like, when I don't write for two months, I come back, write a story. It's a little rusty. Wow. Carmelo is uh, is Adam Sandler. In <laughs> why is he Adam Sandler? <laughs> Explain this. I don't know. What, I'm, what? I'm just I'm trying to feed your narratives. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. So he takes a Van Rain shot and says, this is how I win. <laughs> this is how I win. And the entire NBA analytics community is like, I disagree. Yo, but <laughs> yo, but for, for real, that's what happens. No, but seriously, if if that game order that he hit over OJ and OB against the Raptors, he hits that from the mid range, and he said after the press conference, "This is how I win." You would have loved it. Oh my god, you would have loved it. Oh my god, you would have loved it. Yeah, I would have asked for his game worn jersey. Um, and there's a KG tie-in with KG uh, <laughs> saying what he said. Oh man, no, but. Yeah, I think Miami's probably in a position. Okay. But again, like we talked about earlier, I don't know. You know, you mentioned Chris Paul, but, you know, are the Thunder going to make him available? The Thunder are pretty yeah. firmly in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, and a team like the Thunder, like, they do need to stay competitive in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a lot of revenue without that. Yeah, but I would love to see Chris Paul on one of these contending teams. It would be bad for the Raptors, but it would be bad. good for Chris Paul. Chris Paul and the Bucks would probably be a championship team. Yeah, I d- and Chris Paul with Miami would be probably a finals level team. Yeah, so if some team out there wants to cripple the cap for like three years, go for it. I mean, the Sixers could do something crazy, couldn't they? Al Horford. <laughs> On yeah, I mean they can't trade him right now. I don't know. The Sixers are just so weird. I can't figure that out. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break right here, and that's where I'm gonna tell you that baseball has hot dogs. Football has nachos. So when does basketball get its official food? How about right now? Kentucky Fried Chicken, the official food of basketball. Think about it. Basketball players make buckets all the time. KFC makes buckets all the time. And theirs are filled with juicy fried chicken, like famous original recipe or crispy chicken or even juicy tenders. So that settles it. KFC, the official food of basketball. Order at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. Okay, so for the second half of the podcast... First off, we're going to get to your Twitter questions, um, and I appreciate everyone for sending in so many questions. If we don't get to all of them, I will try to get back to them on Twitter. But before we get to the Twitter questions, Alex, you were there to witness Wang GG in the flesh <laughs> <laughs> at the Raptors. There Football were tournament. a lot of Wang GGs. Yeah. Wow. For real. And um, Simbulars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. 
that was the de- that's the demographic. Uh, shout out to all my minorities. First off, uh, a big shout out to my Raptor Republic uh, team. Um, team deleted. We had myself, which I, at this point, I got to say, I'm basically Jamal Maglora in this last season with the Raptors. I'm committing six fouls, giving you two points, and talking shit from the bench. I mean, is that realistic? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Introduce your team so I can provide some insider info. Uh, Sahal. Yep. I would say third star. Third star, yeah, yeah. definitely. But Sahal brings a good vibe to the team, too. You know, vibe's important. Chill. Chill, dude. Yeah. That's hit. what you know. You have nothing good to say. No, about. come on. No, no. Co- no Sahal's good, man. Hits, hit, a, hit a couple of threes. Yep, yep. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see them personally. Yeah. No, I saw one. Yeah. yeah okay. No, Saul's a good. He, player. he hit threes. He, he was. He, he was. He, Assad. Assad. Poor shooting performance. I think he would admit. Yeah, that's true. I think he would admit that. But um, still, surprisingly decent on defense. Yeah. He Assad was like an early a, season Marcus Hall. He's like Carmelo Anthony of the team. Okay. All right. That's yeah. how he wins. And yeah. then uh, number one star is Drew. Yeah, I hit up. I hit up your boy Drew on IG the other day. To, to give him some highlights. Wow. Okay. Because um, he was the only one that I had more than one made shot of, <laughs> of, of the two hours that I spent there. So for context for people listening, I showed up. I didn't play this year. I was just there capturing footage, and uh, yeah, your boy Drew was the only one who, after I edited all the clips, yeah. had more than one made basket. No, Drew has a yeah. a crazy jumper. Yep. Um, and was surprisingly good at driving to the basket. Yeah, he had a couple nice dimes for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one I of one of which you finished, I believe. <laughs> one of which I there's two that I yeah. really regret. I mean, you. I think you did lead the team in screen assists. <laughs> so according to David Locke, you had a triple double. Yeah. The amount of possessions to start off with Assad yelling at me, get in the dunker. And I'm not gonna like, lie. Oh, Halfway Lord. through the tournament, Assad came up to me, and um, I, you know, he can confirm whether he was joking or not. He's like, hey, man. You got shorts and stuff, man. I might need you. You want to come in and fill in for Will? Yeah. So Assad was uh Assad was looking to make an in-season move, and wow. then and then went to the went to the press and said that we're gonna you know try to get this chip or die trying. So Jeez. he lied. Yeah. Wow, Assad KD. Yeah. So no, but your team went four and two, I believe. We were four and two. Yeah. Yeah. We got clapped twice by the Arkells, which is unfortunate. Yeah, the Arkells. A member of the Arkells put up their had their own mixtape yeah on twitter that's unfortunate man. so i had to counter and put together a willu mixtape yeah uh, two-part mixtape I, yeah. I was gonna say one, <laughs> one part for one basket yeah i think i might have scored four total points the whole the whole tournament no but it was a good time man. yeah it was a good time and um after seeing the level of performance there i'm gonna come back and play next year oh wow okay yeah announce on the spot okay great yeah all right so that's your raptors public three-on-three tournament uh, recap uh in in terms of twitter questions the first one from Indu. Should we start campaigning for Norm as six man of the year? I already started that uh, a week ago. Okay. A week and a half ago. I never let a propaganda campaign slip by me. Fair enough. Um, no, I think, I mean, if Norm keeps scoring 20 plus points a game, yeah. he will have to finish like top three, top five yeah. in six man voting. I think there's a rule though, right? Are you tired of giving it to Lou Williams? Yes. Well, this year, the new argument, I think, is is it going to be Lou or Montrez Harrell, right? Yeah. Honestly, uh, Montrez might have a better case for it. Uh, Lou is averaging 20 points per game, 19.9, um, shooting 42%, 38% from three. Harrell is averaging 19 points a game, and he's shooting 57% from the field. Yeah, but the it's two guys are good. so attached together, right? Yeah. Um, I think Dennis Schroeder, uh, the oh, yeah. Herbie pronunciation, is, 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 <laughs> is, is in the conversation as well. Calling him shy. But, but yes, but yes, definitely going to be making a six-man-of-the-year push for Norm. Yeah. Hopefully he keeps this up though. We can't go back to zero points and then twenty six points, Norm. Yeah. 
We yeah. we can't have that anymore. No, the first the first game Norm doesn't score twenty. He's he's gonna get catch slander on the timeline. I already know it. Man. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough. Uh, a question from you. I don't know why you sent a question in, even though you're coming in. Uh, now that I played out the uncut gems meme, what movie should I watch to specifically mine for memes? Yeah, any suggestions for me? Uh, old new movies. You know, anything works. I mean, there's a there's a there's already a couple of good parasite mo- uh, memes out there. Okay. Let me grab a couple of those. Apparently, Terrence House has a lot of memes. Yeah. I've seen. Oh, so a lot of Asian. Yeah. Do you think that'll hit yeah, with yeah. the uh, Yahoo Sports Canada crowd? Because uh, that's where I post my memes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we might have to go uh, more general. I might have to go back and watch some like Fast and Furious. <laughs> you might have to watch like uh, another Adam Sandler movie. Like uh, what's, the, what's the, the Water Boy? Yeah, Water Boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe do that. All right. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just give me a couple weeks, man. Okay. I'm still going to be using Uncut Gems. For a Here's the thing. With an Asian or with a foreign, like a non-English movie, they're already going to have subtitles on because um, yeah, so just it's easier really understand. Yeah, it's so easier to collect memes. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. Rob asks, uh, with Embiid out, who should the Raptors start tonight? So we're recording this three hours, four hours before the Raptors smack up the Sixers again. Um, I guess the same lineup they've been going with, with Serge and Norm coming off the bench. Yeah, probably. Although I, I do want to see I wouldn't mind to see a bigger one. You want to see the big lineup? Um, just you know, just just curious. Yeah, just curious. I mean, it's there's not as much of a need for it, but I do think a if you can protect the the paint a little bit better against Simmons, that's always going to help. He's been really going off because every time Embiid is out, he starts the ball out, and then he comes back in and he sits in the dunker spot and scores seven points. Um, Simmons has been balling lately, though. Yeah, he just I mean it was against the Cavs or whatever, but he just killed them. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing the bigger lineup, but I also could see the argument of if you want to surprise that look, if you want to spring that as a surprise against the Sixers in the playoffs, maybe you don't show them right now. When the Sixers are healthy, assuming they're healthy in the playoffs with Embiid, what do you think the Raptors' starting lineup is then against them in the playoffs? Is it the big lineup? I think it's the big lineup. Yeah. Mark, Serge, Pascal, OG, Kyle. Man, those games are going to be so ugly. Yeah, I'm telling you, 70-75 Man. at the end of the game in overtime. That's going to be crazy. Norm's the leading scorer with nine points. <laughs> yo, it's going to be that. It's gonna, yo, one of my favorite blocks of all time is Tayshawn Prince uh, closing down on Reggie Miller. Oh, yeah. The end of that game was like 66 you were born to 64. That? You that was the first year I started watching basketball. Wow. Wow. So you know like Austin Crozier? I do, yeah. Wow. And they somehow had Jeff Foster, who was a different guy somehow. Jeff Foster, man. Fantasy monster. 15 boards a game. Wow. Uh, you, you took him over. You, you braid him over Troy Murphy. What are you doing? Yo, Indiana has a quota every year. I swear. <laughs> Indiana and Utah. You can't convince me they don't have a quota. That's why we'll never trade Demontis. That you make him. That's change. why Miles Turner's in all the trade rumors. <laughs> they might have to change his name. It's a. It's it's a Damian. <laughs> Damian <laughs> Sabonis. Okay. P skills asked. Um, how much longer do you think till McCaw overtakes MJ as the goat? Um, three more rings, I guess. Right. Yeah. So we'll have that conversation. What was uh, what was that Nick Nurse quote? Uh, Nick Nurse said he's almost um, he's almost approaching uh, Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, after he said that, I don't even know how to top that in terms of propaganda. I don't know if that's banter or if that's genuine. <laughs> no, that's propaganda. Um, next one from Too Much Hoops, a great great channel on YouTube. By the way, you should watch it. He he really does a great job. Uh, I think his name is Drew. Um, 
or if I maybe Brad is Brad. It's Brad. My, wow. my bad. My this bad, Brad. is like people mixing up me and you. Yeah, for real, actually. Yeah. Um, no, but actually, it's a, it's a really good YouTube. Just channel. for the record, I was confused for uh, Rui Hachimura's manager <laughs> last week, but I will not. This is honest truth. I have witnesses at the game. I, I will not go into details, though. I can't wait till you and I publish uh, media while Asian. Reporting while Asian. Yeah, yeah. yeah reporting while Asian. I have. Uh, I started tracking it in my notes app. Yeah. Anyways, we, we, yeah, we have a we have a running tally. Although yeah. shout out that one time Derek Rose came out the locker room and just said "ni hao" to both of us for no reason. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even say anything to him. I'm still processing that. Anyways, what was the question? Yeah, so too much hoops, which is a great uh, YouTube channel. You should go watch it. The, he really breaks down uh, defensive plays by the Raptors um, and also just other things. But uh, he does a lot of Raptors coverage. Um, yeah, as Norman Powell started in the NBA in true shooting percentage among guards, minimum 15 minutes played, and has been around 40% for three for a whole year plus now. Do you foresee him being in the Raptors' closing lineup in the playoffs? His shooting percentage has been so huge. Yes. Okay. Maybe in place of OG? If the Raptors are trying to make up a lead, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's as effective as a three as opposed to a two? I think he's nice at the two. Yeah. So maybe he closes yeah. instead of, like, Fred or Kyle. Yeah. Maybe instead of – I mean, that's the thing. I, I do but like you, Fred in crunch time, man. He's he's so no, money on those. you need Fred out there, man. Fred won an NBA Finals game on the road. All right. I'm just saying six on six, Raptors are definitely the champions. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they should play six on six Raptors Sixers. <laughs> That'll be so crazy. Yo, God damn ben it. Simmons leads all scores with five points. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think if the Raptors are trying to make up a lead. I think Norma's in there, um, and also think of late possession when we're talking about like you need a basket here or there, mm-hmm. like uh, in a scenario where you know the other team's going to call timeout or foul, or whatever like that, you need one individual score. I think Norm does deserve to be on there because he can create a shot a lot better than some of these other guys. Yeah, maybe it's like a Norm OG, like offense-defense type thing, switch. Yeah. Atul JS, um, what do we do if we don't get Giannis in 2021? Uh, get Shea Gilgis Alexander? He's restricted. Oh, man. Um... Trade for Bradley Beal? No, fair enough. Or Victor Oladipo. I do think it should not be Giannis like, or, or nothing. Well, like, that's, or bust. Like, luckily, I don't, there's multiple free agents that year. Listen, man, this man might just sign the Supermax this summer. Yeah, please don't do that, man. Like, And kill an entire year's worth of content. Uh, yeah. I just want it for Yo, content. Yo, listen, we need jobs, man. We need, <laughs> we need jobs. I'm, yeah, Make I'm, sure you I'm already scripting for Giannis Watch. Oh, man. That's me lit. That's me lit. Yeah. Kevin says uh, we need like five minutes of hot takes about Ryan Hollins. We already did that. Uh, the Mandem Lorian. That's that's pretty great. Um, is that is, a side? No, it's not. <laughs> Somehow it's not. Uh, is there a Gasol S move out there to be made where it results in a weakness in the team uh, being immediately shored up? We talked about this, right? Yeah. If you can improve on the wing spot, I think you do it. But like a, It'd be great to have a Matt Thomas who plays defense. So Bradley Bill, <laughs> Ray Allen. Also, the meme you did the other day—you switched Norm and Kawhi's face. Oh man! Oh, the yeah. classic Norm Kawhi pointing to Norm to go to the court. Yeah. And uh, Kawhi's head was so twisted. It reminded me of when Matt Thomas's whole body got twisted <laughs> oh, when he was guarding the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that, man. Yeah. Come on. Anyways, come on the show. Um, Drea, so the Raptors stand pat at the trade deadline and compete with this team. What do you think our greatest weaknesses are in the playoffs? I think pretty much offensively, right? Crunch time. Crunch, crunch time, time scoring. Let's yeah. see what it is in crunch time. Like, mm. I don't know. We talk about Pascal a lot, too. I mean, 
you know, is Kyle going to be producing at this level in the playoffs? He might uh, have to. He might have to. And we know he can do it for certain games, but there will definitely be games where Kyle shoots like a 2 of 11. Yeah, and that's tough, especially if he's your like second or third score. Yeah. And Fred, too. I mean, Fred worries um, me, too, because yeah. because uh, finishing at the rim is a problem for him, right, at yep. times? Yep. I mean, he looked like Kyrie Irving in the first game back. Yeah. And then had some troubles, I think, in Minnesota and Atlanta. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Actually, he was nice in Minnesota, and then, yeah, not so nice in Atlanta. But These are all potential problems. Yeah. Uh, Harry <laughs> We're just going to ignore them <laughs> for now. This is, this is a propaganda hour. This, I'm, that's what I'm titling this, the propaganda hour with Alex Wong. Uh, Harry says, uh, do you think a trade for Thad Young will be possible and beneficial? Um, he says he will be improving over Rondé. You know, I mean, I think Thaddeus is a better player than Rondé, but uh, Thad Young is also making – he signed a, a deal this past summer that was a three-year deal – Fully guaranteed for $44 million. It's too much money. Yeah, and I think the Raptors have like an unspoken rule of not taking on any money yeah. past next year. Uh, Munib asks, who could we get for Stanley, Malcolm, and Picks that could be inserted into the second team? Yikes. That's a hell of a trade package. Imagine calling I somebody. Mean, didn't the Raptors 905 just pick up uh, <laughs> Ellenson? Harry Ellenson, baby. The, Nick Dirk, the next uh, Dirk Nowitzki? Yeah, according to according yeah. to Dwayne Casey, who said he's, he has shades of Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Raptors 905 is stacked right now. So I don't know. What could we get know, for man. that? What, what could we get for that package? Uh, JJ Berea? Stanley, Malcolm, and Picks. Man, that has, that's a doo-doo platter and a half, man. Giving away Picks, too. <laughs> Attaching uh, Picks. Do you want the 28th pick? No, I I, I mean, I guess if you're going to match some salary, it's, it's doable. I wouldn't mind if they got a third point guard for that package. But like yeah. a good third point guard. Man, and low-key, Malcolm Miller's gone in the doghouse, eh? Yeah, Because he was the one him. guy who didn't play while the Raptors had all the injuries. I mean, he played for a little. He was involved in that 30-point comeback. And the thing with Malcolm is that yeah. even if he plays, you don't even know. Yeah, you're always hating him. Malcolm's such I'm a nice I'm young just gentleman, man. Okay, well, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's a it's nice It's always man. been a pleasure to talk to. So Okay, all right, you got to protect your connections to yeah, Malcolm Yeah, you got to protect Miller. my sources, yeah. I understood. Uh, El Guapo, why is Pat McCaw a thing? Why did TD kick Nick Nurse's dog? <laughs> when will Chris Boucher be released from witness protection? Do you think this Pat McCaw thing is uh, getting out of hand or no? In terms of the outrage. Um, he just makes very – right now he makes some very crucial mistakes in the fourth quarter that leads me to be skeptical of him playing in the fourth quarter. A little shaky against the full-court press. Uh, yeah, more than a little. Um, <laughs> but he probably shouldn't be the main ball handler out there for yeah. those m- units. But right, right now, with Kyle's minutes coming down a lot, which you tweeted out, shout out to you. I finally went on ESPN Stats and Info. <laughs> shout out to you for writing these. I was like, no more memes. No more memes. The last nine tweets have been Uncut Gems memes. All I see is Uncut Gems memes from you and then Josh Lewenberg level tweets, man. What's going on with you? I keep tweeting out the schedule. <laughs> You're like, look at the next T- schedule. 12 game win streak. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle's minutes are coming down. Fred's still on a minutes restriction. Um, you're going to need some more minutes at point guard, especially if you play two of the point guards together a lot, and that third point guard needs to play, and and, Norm, and Pat McCaw is a third point guard. Listen, man, the other thing, too, like I'm not trying to defend Pat McCaw. That's just not what I'm in. <laughs> no, I love how every statement of Pat just, McCaw is, I'm not trying to defend him. That's just not what I'm in the <laughs> like business for. Like he's Bill for. Cosby or something. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Um, well, two things I want to say about Pat McCaw here. Number one is that the Raptors are winning, all right? Like the Raptors are winning. Yeah, straight if, up. If, if Pat McCaw... Uh, was playing like 38 minutes and costing this team like actual games in the standings, uh-huh. then fine. 
Like if, if he's right, in the closing lineup and he's actually losing games. The Raptors are winning right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is a very like small problem, I feel like. Yeah. And like you mentioned, hey, if you plug in someone in there and you get Kyle to like twenty five minutes per game, yeah, when they win, it's great. And number two, the the thing I do And also McCaw does make a couple of nice plays once in a while. Okay, here's it's, the, it's not okay, great. Here's but my still. second point. Here's my second point. It's like though. it doesn't zero. My second point is my favorite thing is just everyone on Twitter during games, whenever McCaw makes a basic basketball <laughs> play, will praise him. Like, oh nice cut. Like, yes, players cut to the basket. Off the ball. Like, people are always so quick to praise, like, basic Yo, basketball plays. Incredible like, oh, transition. Yeah, player. yeah. It's like, great uh, great two defensive possessions there. Got his hand on the ball. It's like, all right. That's <laughs> that's what you do on defense. So, at the I feel like there's, like, two things happening. Like, we're like, both. People just feel guilty about bullying No, we both have so such a low bar for McCall, but also, like, such a high bar for him. I like, mean, no. Weird. Just don't turn the ball over in no. the fourth quarter, man. What's going I on? I know. But, yeah, I don't know. He's the easiest, like, lightning rod guy right now. I, so. I guess. If Pat McCaw's your biggest problem, your team is He's got the fine. whole Raptors Twitter scorched on scorched earth right now. You That's, know? again, not how that <laughs> term works. Uh, Lay Sports. Do you think Boucher should be the back of four instead of Rondé? <sighs> I don't know, man. I like Rondé's activity level when he's in there defensively. You never know what's going to happen when Rondé has the ball. Oh, yeah. it's all, it, it, He never does the thing that you expect <laughs> him to do. You know what I mean? Like, like he'll have he'll get a nice pass, nice yeah. feed from like Fred under the basket, and somehow he has to go reverse layup, <laughs> Yo, he or he only, has to do a triple bump and only, spin. He only wants to go to the left hand, man. Yeah, no, like Rondé's always doing something really quirky. Yeah. Um, offensively, it's an adventure, but yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, I think right now they want a little bit more ball handling with that second unit. Yeah, and Rondé can initiate a lot more plays than Chris. But I do think Chris. I do agree that Chris makes an overall bigger impact. Yeah, but also Rondé is pretty good as a perimeter defender. Here's the thing, man, with Rondé and McCall too, and and, you know, it's always like, oh, play Terrence over McCall or play Boucher over Rondé. Obviously, the younger guys maybe have a higher ceiling, and there's just more appeal there, right? Right. But you know, Rondé brings you a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I guess McCaw too. Uh, Miles asks uh, if you could add one non All Star player from past Raptors teams to our current roster. Who would it be? Wow, it's a little tough. Non All Star. Non All Star. Like I wouldn't mind a PJ Tucker off the bench, but I, every time someone asks me this, I always answer PJ Tucker. Yeah, you could say Danny Green too. <laughs> yeah. Gravis Vasquez. Nah. <laughs> Just for nope. a couple of shimmies. Nope. Griffiths would be a great bench celebrator, though. I, I want them to bring back Chuck Hayes, so oh, I could okay. I could feel represented out there yeah. <laughs> as a basketball uh, player. I'm surprised we haven't said Jeremy Lin. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the next question was uh, from Jay. I'm thinking my on my run this morning. Why didn't Jonas get a ring? Well, well he wasn't on the team. That's it's what it is. Yeah, but Jeremy Lin got a ring. Jeremy got a ring. Superfan got a ring, which, mm, whatever. He got, yeah, a, he got a different ring, I think. We'll stay positive. There's tiers of rings. Yeah, it's just, it just got really confusing. Yeah. Again, all these are championship problems. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. uh, Toronto Raptors Brazil. Can the can they acquire the second seed in the East by the end of the regular season? Yes. They'll acquire it in a week. Okay, wow. There you go. Uh, J-Mo, how out of character were Kyle's shenanigans on the sidelines last game? I don't recall him ever getting that animated for such an extended period of time. Is he learning to have more fun? I feel like Kyle's always had fun with his yeah, team. what? Even when Kyle was with DeMar, right? Are we watching Kyle's reactions like we watched Kawhi last year? Kyle's an emotive human. No, Kyle and DeMar had so much fun Yeah, during all those years. And, you know, 
obviously the teammates love Kyle. Mm. So, you know, I think, you know, he's enjoying himself with this young group. There are so many questions, man. Yeah. I mean, we can keep going. I don't have a hard uh, out. Uh, one of the questions is, what is that white dot I see on Pascal's face right above his cheek? I mean, like, <laughs> what? What's going on, man? <laughs> is this a skincare routine podcast? Uh, what's your skincare routine? The other day at the game, you saw me <laughs> with two packs of clean and clear at, at the game. Yeah, you did. On media row. I thought you uh you had another white elephant <laughs> and uh, won another uh, gift. Yeah. I still gotta read that book. Uh, How to dress well. Yeah. For men. No, nah, man, you you dress well. It's just good content. All right. Just uh, keep reversing that Adidas windbreaker. Yeah, bro, that that's the most expensive item I own. Uh. Let's take two more. Uh, from Eric, what do you think will be Nick Nurse's defensive strategy to contain Giannis while simultaneously stopping their three-point effectiveness? Um, I don't know. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's put this to Jim Sand. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? I, I think they kind of do the same thing. They build a wall. They sag off of him. Um, and the one thing is the Raptors are really, really good at rotating. Mm. Um, so the Bucks, they're not necessarily amazing at shot creation, but they do – move the ball very quickly and this is where you just need your rotations to be very crisp and the Raptors last season defensively had some very very nice rotations they moved it really well and really if you're looking at individual defenders it's probably OG in the starting lineup and then Serge coming off the bench Serge actually did a surprisingly good job against Giannis so no Pascal I would try to avoid that just because you need Pascal's offense but um yeah that's that's where I'm at with that and then the last one uh, from Jamal. Rondé is a great defender, but he'll be unplayable in the playoffs. Do you agree? No, I think Rondé can play like 12 minutes or something Okay, in a game. Fair enough. Well, that does it for the podcast. Alex, uh, we're getting rushed out of this room. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Maybe uh, a YouTube show that we do together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch Run It Back on Yahoo Sports Canada. Watch Uncut Gems. <laughs> um, and start making your own $155,000 uh Uncut Gems parlays before oh. Raptors games. It's really fun. I was going to say, how much money would you have earned if you actually placed a real bet on that? Because you said... I hit Raptors- my parlay last week. I said Minnesota wins opening tip. Norm yeah. points over 15.5. Raptors And win. Raptors win, yeah. I would have won a lot. But that's the first Uncut Gems parlay that I hit. I've been making them up every game. Oh, okay. It's really fun to watch the opening tip. I, I, okay. Like like when you have fake money on it. If your big takeaway from Uncut Gems is you got to bet on the opening tip, you got a real problem. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Big thanks to KFC for sponsoring the show, and we'll be back next week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.